In this episode of the Austin Spotlight, I interview Jack Kramer of the Austin Salt Cave, a halotherapy center located in Lakeway, Texas. We discuss his entrepreneurial tendencies as a child, the changes he's seen while growing up in the Austin area, and what prompted him to start his own business in the town he grew up in. As always, hope you enjoyed the episode and would love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast. Um, so could you please introduce yourself? So my name is Jack Kramer. I own the Austin Salt Cave here in Lakeway. I'm born in central Texas. I'm raised here. This is kind of my, my neighborhood. Um, so uh, we've been doing this about four years now. We opened in March of 2016, so actually celebrating our fourth anniversary next month. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's, you know, we're hitting some milestones <laughs> yeah. every year. Um, so uh, what, what we do in the salt room is uh, it's called halo therapy or salt therapy. And um, as you can see behind us, you know, we have about 11 tons of pink Himalayan salt in mm-hmm. the room, um, salt on the wall. Like I can almost taste it in my mouth like I want a margarita right now yeah. to go with the salt <laughs> taste. So, Yeah, and that's kind of part of the ex- experience. Um, you're almost inundated with salt. Um, I mean, it's not too heavy. But, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, but, it's good. Yeah. Um, you mentioned from central, from the central Texas area, from yes. Lakeway, Austin specifically, or somewhere else? Yeah, so area? I was born in Austin, okay. and uh, we moved out to Lakeway when I was seven. Okay. So I, I went through the schools here. I was saying not only a native Austinite, which seems to be more and more rare with the amount of people relocating, but a native Lakewayite, I guess, from Lake, that standpoint. Lakewayian. <laughs> Something like that. But uh, yeah. So. Nice. So you've seen, obviously, I mean, I've been here about 15 years, but you've seen a ton of growth in the mm-hmm. time frame that you've been out here. It's been interesting so, to, to see. Yeah. You know, went from you know, one middle school to yeah. two to three. I don't even know how, five or something. Something like that. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, again, when I first moved here, it was like this little offshoot that was like, hey, this is the, it's, you know, part of Austin, but not really. And now it's, you know, definitely just a part of Austin. Oh, yeah. Where people mm-hmm. drive into work and stuff all the time from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, what, why did you guys, why did your parents end up moving out to Lakeway? So they, they had friends who had moved out to this area and, um, you know, the, my parents have been in, in Austin since the seventies. Okay. Um, so to them, Lakeway was like this old person's retirement sure. community that, which you know, is kind of what it especially originally was from that standpoint. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, but they had friends that had moved out here. They were like, this is awesome. It's super chill and you can still drive to work. Um, so, and the school district was pretty good, kind of mm-hmm. up and coming. Yep. Um, so that's kind of what facilitated the move out to Lakeway. Um, and, and I was I was seven, so my, my brother and I both got to go through basically the, the whole entire, entire school system. Yeah. Are where were they originally from? Are it like your extended family here too, or um, other parts of it? So my mom was from El Paso, and my okay. dad's from New Jersey, but they okay. both came to Austin for UT um, at various times. Sure, and. Um, uh, my mom's parents had come to Austin as well, so you know we don't have a huge family or anything sure. like that. Nice. So you mentioned you've had the Salt Cave here for about four years. Mm-hmm. Um, what previous to um, doing the Salt Cave, what were you doing for um, employment, businesses, those kind of things? Right. So um, I first experienced the Salt idea when I was still in college. Okay. And um, I finished out my degree in anthropology. It was Absolutely fascinating, but not too much you can do with with a Hard, harder practical world experience unless you want to get very specific into yeah, that. Yeah, you pretty much either have to teach or dig holes for tech stuff yeah. to make sure there's 
nothing of uh, cultural sure. significance before they pave over it. Um, so uh, after I graduated, uh, I kind of went like, let's let's look back at that salt thing because it had kind of it had been intrigued me. Um, and while I while I was working towards getting the salt cave open, I, I held some you know odd jobs here and there. Uh, I worked at an auto parts store because I'm into cars, kind of fit. And I worked for the city of Lakeway for a little while and worked for a, a medical technology company doing CNC work and uh, CAD design. Nice. I guess that's a little redundant. but Slight detour. So what got you into anthropology? Like, so I actually started out in mechanical engineering. Okay. Um, I, I like to tinker with things. Sure. And, um, kind of that car background and stuff yeah. too, from that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, and I did. I carried that into the the uh, medical technology company. You know, I was doing kind of similar stuff sure. that mechanical engineers were doing and, and working with them. But um, I got to like the higher level maths and physics, and it just it was not interesting to me, <laughs> and I did not do well in those classes. So I took a, a semester of just the most random things I could find in all sorts of different areas of study and um, an intro to anthropology class was just absolutely fascinating. I loved it and the teacher was awesome, or professor, and uh, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. It seems interesting. Yeah. And so um, did uh, ended up being a, a five-year uh, sure. When you, yeah, if you change your yeah. your course that that dramatically, it's mm -hmm. something that it's hard to stay on track 100%. But yeah, definitely. At least there's a more legitimate reason than a lot of the five-year people yes. who it's like, oh, just kind of going through the motions to start with. And then, oh, I better take some classes and figure out a major to graduate. Mm -hmm. um, now, I just find that interesting. So I've actually been fortunate enough to travel a lot and have actually visited five of the seven new world wonders okay. from that standpoint and like you know Egypt Egyptian history and Roman history and those kind of things so mm -hmm. it's kind of a similar a little bit of a similar bent to the anthropology yeah. kind of things from that standpoint oh yeah so my wife and I honeymooned in Italy mm -hmm. and we got to do Rome and Pompeii and, and a few Didn't other make places Pompeii unfortunately I've been to like Rome God. Florence Venice Man. which Venice was awesome because mm -hmm. no cars and so you you don't realize how much uh, ambient noise that makes until you've been there for a little while and then you leave and go someplace where there's regular traffic and you're like, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But you you guys got to go Pompeii as well. Yeah. And I mean, I took, I took a class like a whole semester on Pompeii uh -huh. and Herculaneum and I could have spent a week there. Yeah. Like that, that was my jam. Yeah. <laughs> but even Rome, like you can't walk two blocks and, no. and not run into something that's two yeah. or 3,000 years old. We had, for certain different parts, we'd have guides for a couple different things. And for one of them, we're like walking around and we're like, oh, what's this building? It's amazing. And they're like, I think it's just apartments. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's 500, 600 years old. Mm -hmm. and, and you're like, oh, well, there's nothing in Austin that's this old at all. And they're just kind of using it as apartments. And you yeah. know, for us, it'd be a huge historical landmark and all those kind of mm -hmm. things. But because you know the Colosseum and all these other things are um, 2,000 years old, uh, it's like, eh, it's just kind of we need it for apartments for people. Yeah, it's like, like okay. oh, it's 500-year-old housing. Yeah. We're going, it's 500-year-old housing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Pantheon the, and just the engineering and technology that they had at that time to create some of those things is just um, amazing mm -hmm. to me anyway from that standpoint. So, so you're... Uh, Doing a few different careers, you got the car, um, working cars, city of Lakeway. Um, did you have entrepreneurial tendencies um, yes. previous to that too? Kind of where where was that? So how did that manifest itself? 
so as a as a child, um, uh, like in in elementary school, um, of course we were doing the lemonade stands and stuff like that. But um, also, I started a lawn mowing business, mm -hmm. and you know it was very small. It only lasted like one summer. Um, because I'm, I'm asthmatic and mowing <laughs> lawns yeah. doesn't really mesh well with that. <laughs> Not so good, yeah. Um, so I actually managed to hire my brother, like, oh, you go mow that lawn and, uh, and we'll, we'll split it. There but, you go. Uh, but that was, th those were kind of probably the first things. Um, but, you know, I, I always, I guess I always liked the idea of, of business and, you know, marking stuff up and, um, I don't know. No. So your city lakeway is that was that your previous job to that was before? that was before this. Okay. Yeah. What prompted you while you're working for the city, which is, you know, generally government work is the exact opposite of um, <laughs> business owner work from that standpoint. What prompted terrible. you to yeah. So I mean that's there you go. It's like I I gotta get out. Maybe that was the driving force, but kind of what prompted you to want to start a business and then specifically a salt cave? So I had actually been working on getting the business up before uh, before I joined the city. Okay. Um, in the job before that, at the medical technology company, um, and actually, like really, as soon as I got out of college, mm -hmm. I started the work to try and make this thing happen. Okay. Um, so, so how long of a process? So, from college to how till when you started this was how many? So, years? I graduated in 2013. Okay. In in uh, May of 2013, and we opened in March of 2016. Okay. Um, so it, it wasn't it wasn't too terribly long. Sure. But it wasn't in, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a hey I'm dropping everything and just going to start it yeah. and figure it out in six months or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was you know a bit of planning, a bit of yeah getting that. And especially because nobody, not too many people here in the United States were doing this, mm -hmm. so it was hard to get information on it. Okay. And you know what exactly all the practicalities were with you know, what machinery we had to have, what, what the intricacies and nuances were mm -hmm. with the whole thing. Um, so that was a very slow process. Um, and where did you first kind of come up with that idea? Was it in your travels and being in Europe that you kind of seen something like that, or was it from? So we actually, um, it, it was about 10 years ago, mm -hmm. and uh, we were on a family vacation up to Virginia. Okay. Um, uh, so here in the States, mm -hmm. um, we, we stumbled across the Williamsburg Salt Spa. Okay. And coincidentally, we were looking for something to do and saw a little ad for it, mm -hmm. and salt rooms photograph well, so it's, it was eye-catching. Sure. Um, and the, the little ad said that it was supposed to be good for all these things that everybody in the family had. Yeah. Um, asthma, chronic bronchitis, psoriasis, smoker's cough. So we were like, okay, let's check this out. And, you know, kind of for the novelty of it, let's mm -hmm. go do this thing. Uh, so we went, did a session, thought it was pretty interesting. I bought my first little salt lamp that I still have at home. Yeah. And, um, my dad, so the next day we woke up and my dad, who had psoriasis like all over his body, uh, there was a visible change with his psoriasis, and we're like, okay, that actually did something. Sure. Which you know, now um, now that we've been doing this for several years, his reaction was actually more extreme than many people experience. Okay. But it was eye-opening for us. Sure. And um, you know, once we started thinking about it and researching more into it, it, it all made sense. Mm -hmm. You know, he loved going to the beach, just being at the beach, getting the salt air off the water, or actually swimming in the ocean. His skin would clear up, 
And I've heard hundreds and hundreds of stories like that now where you know, people love going to the beach because their allergies go away, their breathing gets better, their skin clears up. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is kind of like our little beach in, uh, in Austin. Very nice. So you had this idea kind of percolating, um, started to do some of the groundwork and stuff like that. What were the biggest challenges um, in that kind of three-year time frame as far as getting, um, getting ready to actually open up the business from that standpoint? Uh, so funding was interesting, um, and you know, thankfully we didn't have to do any you know, SBA loans or anything like that. Um, my father actually passed away right before I graduated college, okay. and um, you know, kind of silver linings with that, we used his life insurance to get this whole idea off the ground. So very, very appropriate. His him having that reaction in the salt cave is what kind of percolated the idea and then mm -hmm. he like he's still a part of it from that standpoint in a yeah. huge way I would imagine oh yeah yeah okay. yeah I love having people with psoriasis in because you know it, you can you can see the difference but it's also like you know we're, we're helping people with yeah. <laughs> with what my dad had nice um, so funding was interesting mm -hmm. um, and and still is like well, I'm I'm trying to expand the business sure. currently and um, nobody knows what this is. <laughs> the banks don't know what this is. The underwriters don't know what it is. Nobody knows how to classify it sure. or you know is it a mess? How spa? how risky it is? How yeah. how, how you, know, you can kind of see financials, but again, how what's the risk? Because you know risk for a restaurant is different than risk for a mm -hmm. automotive repair place or something like that. Yeah, so. and it's not quite medical. Yeah. it's not quite spa it's it's interesting yeah um, so that um, finding an actual location to rent was also very challenging mm -hmm. uh, we we searched for a couple of years just kind of low-key for a while in Austin proper mm -hmm. and uh, I mean rents always really high one of the, so. and it's one of the biggest expenses for any it's always small business, like yeah. it is still yeah. to this day my biggest expense every yeah. month um, but um, just finding a landlord that kind of would take the chance on it mm -hmm. and also and, and take the chance on it, understood the idea, and then once we, once we found somebody that would even talk to us, they were still going like, I don't know, is it going to rust out my building? What's, what's my risk on sure. you know, having all the salt in? Mm -hmm. And you know, it is a concern, mm -hmm. potentially. Um, there are some things you can do to mitigate that issue. And you know we we try to do everything we can to not uh, sure to have as minimal, like minimal impact as possible. But again, as a again from a landlord perspective, you know risk is a huge thing as well too. And as a, the small business owner, so anytime you can eliminate it, it's always mm -hmm. a, a tricky thing that way too. Yeah. So about four years ago, um, you opened up. Mm -hmm. um, what was like? Did you do any? Um, obviously, probably the grand opening stuff like that. But was it something where you had a lot of word of mouth from? Um, your network or the local area or just kind of knowing people in the area or how's um... We had a little bit of a network yeah. um, Not I don't feel like anything like I have today mm -hmm. um, You know I growing up here and just being in this community we, we knew people but but not Not kind of as closely but not knit immediate in the clientele from that no, I mean, you know, we're having friends and stuff sure. come in just to, you know, support us and, yeah. and do that. And of course, we really appreciate that. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but, but you can only, you know, at some point, if you really want the business to grow, you need to find yeah, a real about five year, yeah, in your exact <laughs> direct sphere. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that that was 
that was very interesting kind of stepping out of the world of the consumer into the business world because okay. there were there were all of these networks of business people doing business between each other that I had no idea even existed and I, you know I had been here for 10 15 20 years at the sure. time and it just it, it was up because, here yeah, and up it was here. it was just it, it wasn't in your sphere of yeah. daily life or um, weekly life from that standpoint and so mm -hmm. there's it, it amazing how much other things go on in a city or the world that we're just not aware of because they're not a part of our daily routines from that yeah. standpoint it was an interesting transition yeah was it e once you found out about some of those was it relatively easy to get plugged into them from that standpoint or it uh, did it seem a little um, maybe clickish for lack of a better word like hey you know, like this is you know this is our group we're maybe a little fearful of Newcomers from There's that standpoint. There's a little bit of that, yeah. but but for the most part, people are very um, very opening and accepting. Um, I'm incredibly introverted, okay. so just going out to networking meetings and doing stuff was daunting for me, uh, and that is something that I've really had to break out of my shell to do. And you know, because like I would be happy sitting at home by myself all day, <laughs> just doing tinkering with doing your car, doing, yeah. doing your yeah. But you know, going going to networking meetings and meeting people and fostering these relationships was was something new for me as well. Um, so that was challenging but necessary. Okay. And it's it really has been good for the business and and my own personal growth. Sure. Which is kind of interesting because we actually know each other um, through one of those networking groups. And um, when you get a chance to speak and talk, it wouldn't come out that you're necessarily. Um, that introverted from that standpoint, like you obviously you know, yeah. like to you know, occasionally Not give anymore. a nice song or yeah, like that's you know <laughs> those are things that usually people are um, you can kind of tell when people are a little bit more nervous with the getting mm -hmm. up in front of 20, 30, 60 oh, people and, and talking. That was me like yeah. literally shaking with the mic in my hand, reading something, going uh, and then just getting that comfort level over the mm -hmm. over the yeah, it's of time. it's a muscle, yeah. So what are your biggest challenges as a business owner? Um, so for me and what I do here, education. Okay. Uh, because the, the whole concept of the salt is an Eastern European concept. It originated over there. It's much more familiar over mm -hmm. there. Like I had a Romanian woman come in yesterday and she, I didn't have to tell her a word. <laughs> she knew about it, she found us and she's coming in now. Um, but nobody in the States or practically nobody knows about sure. it. So I'm teaching people every day. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not like, um, we're not like, a, not like an insurance a person yeah. or, or massage or regular spa kind of yeah. place where it's like, oh yeah, I mean, even if you haven't, don't frequent them often, you, most people have an understanding yeah. of what yeah. they're. Exactly. Yeah. And we're, we're kind of this unknown entity. People walk in going like, is it a sauna? Is it. A float spa? Is sure. it this? Is it that? Am I hot? Am I cold? How does it work? So, what clothes do I need to bring? Mm -hmm. Do I need to bring oh, yeah. a change of clothes? Do I need really, to that, is, that, that is one of the biggest questions yeah. we get. Um, but yeah, so edu educating people uh -huh. is a very big part of what I do on a daily basis. Um, but uh, you know, getting, getting new people is always a challenge. Um, and then retaining those customers, mm -hmm. like really making that conversion, uh, partially because you know a lot of people are instant gratification, right? Sure. So um, you know they, they'll come in for a session and they're not automatically cured of all of their ailments. 
so just trying to manage those expectations with people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like to say that it's kind of like a gym. You're not going to go to the gym once and get jacked, right? Sure. You're not going to come into the salt cave once and, and be done, typically. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's really, not a lot of magic pills out there in the yeah. real world, unfortunately. <laughs> that is very true. So what's your, um, I, I assume your kind of favorite clientele would be the psoriasis person having that connection with your dad, but maybe aside from that, what's either like kind of your favorite product, favorite item or kind of favorite clientele, you know, individual from that standpoint? So I, I like having people in with long-term chronic issues, stuff like psoriasis, mm -hmm. uh, asthma, which is something I deal with. Uh, because if, if they're coming in consistently, like kind of where people are seeing the real, uh, mm -hmm. the, the real benefits from it all, that, that can be a life-changing improvement for them. Uh, I know it has been for me. And um, you know, it, it's nice when people say, thank you, this has is, this is really made a, a tangible difference with my everyday life and my health and wellness. And, um, like I, I've, I've had some people coming in with um, a condition called bronchiectasis. Okay. And I had never heard of it I, until, I not until today. Yeah. What's, so what, what's that? So it's a, it's a degenerative lung disease where uh, the cilia in the lungs mm -hmm. slowly die off. Um, and so they have a lot of mucus issues and infections because they can't clear their lungs effectively. Sure. Sorry, I'm no, knocking in my yeah. <laughs> um, So, uh, yeah, they have a lot of mucus issues and infections because mm -hmm. they can't clear their lungs effectively. And the salt kind of helps to, helps to expedite that process. Okay. Um, so I actually had a lady driving up from Houston twice wow. a week uh, because it was making so much of a difference for her. And um, her husband was a contractor, and they built a salt room in their in their house because it was making such a such difference. a difference. That's awesome. Um, but but yeah, like she was telling me that her kids were saying that um, you know her her voice was. I back say they to probably normal. noticed, yeah, like her maybe not coughing as much mm -hmm. and her not doing some of those things that they had just kind of taken for granted. She was always going to be exactly. coughing and have you know those those things from that standpoint, which is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think is one of your the, one of the biggest advantages of doing business here in Austin Lakeway in kind of your home hometown from that standpoint? Uh, so, doing doing business in an area that you understand pretty well, mm -hmm. like the cultural dynamic and you know the 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 moneyed aspect of things, it, I feel like it makes it a little bit easier to. Um, just understand your your client base. Connect with connect with them because you're coming from a similar, in a lot of cases, somewhat similar at least, mm -hmm. um, place. Yeah, and understanding like Lakeway is going to be a good area to build one of these, whereas you know Bastrop might not, not be sure. a super great area. Uh, I mean, we're looking at Bastrop anyway, <laughs> uh, but um, but there's still areas that you know again. Chick-fil-A is a lot of different places, but there's still places where Chick-fil-A knock, knocks it more out of the ballpark than they do other places oh, from yeah. that standpoint. Yeah, and just understanding that like, you know, Austin uh, is more of a health conscious, mm -hmm. open-minded city than somewhere else. Sure. Um, I, I don't want to disparage <laughs> other cities, but no, <laughs> it's always else. up there as far as like healthiest mm -hmm. cities in the United States from that standpoint. Definitely. Um, Aside from the salt cave, when you're not at work, what um, do you enjoy doing in the Lakeway Austin area? Um, 
you kind of mentioned the car stuff, but what are some of your favorite things uh, in the area to do? Um, so my wife and I like to get outdoors a little bit when uh, when our allergy seasons aren't in in their peaks. Don't, don't knock you out for the next rest of yeah. the week. Yeah. Um, so you know we like to hit some of the trails every once in a while. Um, my wife's parents actually live downtown Austin, okay. so we we go down there and not super frequently, but um, you know it's nice to go down there and kind of uh, downtown Austin is definitely a change of pace from Lake Sure, sure. Um, so it's a short drive to have a very different experience. Yeah. yeah, from that standpoint. Yeah, especially if you don't hit rush hour. Yes, it's nice. That's the one key for sure in Austin from mm -hmm. that standpoint. Um, do you have a favorite restaurant in the area, or just in period, or or is there like a restaurant or item that's kind of recently been uh, a favorite of yours from that standpoint? So. Um, I like Mandola's, okay. and I like their uh, the Dutchman Winery. Um, I can never remember the name of the restaurant, uh, but they have kind of like their upscale mm -hmm. Italian restaurant out there that's kind of attached to the winery. Sure. That place is awesome. Yeah, and there's not a lot of Italian mm -hmm. restaurants in Texas from mm -hmm. that standpoint, too, I always noticed. Uh, what's one piece of advice you would give to a potential new client or new person coming to the Salt Cave? What's kind of the one main thing you would um, want them to know? So I, I always like to explain how the salt works mm -hmm. uh, because just understanding the mechanism behind it all, it, it's very uh, straightforward and logical. The salt draws moisture to it, so that has a few different effects. Um, so once I, I like to get people past that hurdle of like, you know, the black box. Sure. It's it's woo woo. Nobody knows how it how, works. Yeah. Like it's very basic and understandable. Sure. And this is how it works. And and also managing expectations. Yeah. Uh, because because of that, you know, instant gratification. Um, you know, really setting that expectation that you need to come in. You know, maybe up to three times a week, or like two, three times a week, is a fairly happy middle point for most people. Mm. Um, so, like, if I can get somebody in three times in the first week, then the chances of them noticing some type of difference are pretty high. Pretty significant. So, um, obviously, we're sitting here in the room right now, which mm -hmm. um, will not be very beneficial to the podcast portion since it's you know very <laughs> visual podcast. But so we obviously got some of the salt on the walls. Rocks are all salt as well too, and then some grains and stuff in the uh, floor, and that they all kind of serve the same purpose though as far as kind of drawing in that moisture and that. A little bit, so yeah. so every salt room does their room a little bit differently. Okay. Uh, we used pink Himalayan salt for ours. Some places have gray Polish salt. Some places have just white spray-on salt. Some places have no salt. Uh, this salt that you see here, uh, that's on the walls and floors, it's primarily aesthetic. Okay. Uh, I mean, it does a little bit at acting as a heat sink and a moisture sink, just okay. having this much salt in here, mm -hmm. tonnage. Um, but the real benefit from it all is coming from salt that we're pumping into the air. Yeah. Okay. And that is an active process. We have a, a specialized machine that sure. grinds up salt and pumps it into the air, and you're breathing that in and getting it on your skin. But just having all this salt in here, it's pretty. You know, it, 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 uh, it adds to the, yeah. yeah. That's the, the aesthetic point. and the ambiance. Cool. So, if someone were interested in um, finding out more about you, um, what's what's the best way to get in contact with you guys? Where are you guys at on 
on the interweb. So um, we're and uh, location-wise, pretty much all all of our stuff is Austin Salt Cave. So AustinSaltCave.com. We're Austin Salt Cave on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, like uh, Google, everywhere. Just Austin Salt Cave. You're gonna sure find that. us. And your local your address here in Lakeway is address is two nine five one Ranch Road six twenty South Suite one hundred two. Uh, Lakeway, Texas, 78738, and uh, we are on 620, set back a little bit behind the grove. Behind the grove, yeah. The grove anyone, anyone in Lakeway will know the grove, so yeah, yeah pretty much. behind the grove. So Cool. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to meet with me today. Of course. Thanks for coming in. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you guys enjoyed the episode, we'd love for you guys to subscribe to get additional episodes when they first come out, as well as provide any comments or feedback. Hope you have a great day.